If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. Be proud of a side hustle. Honestly, these days I feel like I want people to have side hustles, to have these outlets, to be creative, to experiment. And so I think there's so much beauty. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Okay, I wish we had a soundtrack that was like promoting side hustles. Like I'm picturing like a really good beat and like boom, Okay. All right. You know, because side hustles are the topic of conversation today, but they are also the coolest thing in the world. And I feel like a lot of times people downplay that what they're doing, what their passion is, is a side hustle. Like it's something to be embarrassed about. But today, our conversation will prove that you should have your own theme song for your side hustle. You should be really (laughs) proud of it. So are you ready, Kylie, to talk about side hustles? I'm so ready because (laughs) you started as a side hustler. I'm currently side hustling. I don't know anyone on our team who doesn't have some sort of side hustle or nighttime passion project. Nighttime passion project sounds interesting. (laughs) Um, But you know what I'm getting at. (laughs) Yes. I know. It is actually pretty incredible because we have a team of 10 and pretty much every single person on the team has something that they're working on or they're growing or that's a side income or passive income. And so it's really cool because we have a team of just like multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate women, which I love. I think it just makes you a more passionate human being all around. It's not something we discourage here on Team JK. Thank goodness. Um, But yeah, but this is going to be fun. So what should we start with when it comes to side hustles? Well, let's talk about the fact that your business, the foundation of your business was side hustling. I mean, if there was a picture in the dictionary of side hustle, you would see a lot of things that Jenna Kutcher has done along the way. (laughs) 
So should we do a quick like timeline of all the side hustles I've had? Please do. So when I first started my business, I was working for Target. And my first business was my blog, which I believe was called Photos by Jenna Lee, which oh, so beautiful. Mm, love it. <laughs> and it was a free WordPress blog. And that was where I started sharing my photography stuff. But I also had another side hustle. I don't even know if you know about this one. And it was a Midwest wedding blog that I started with a girl that I met on Twitter And I was planning my own wedding as a bride. And I was like, all of the wedding blogs that existed were all like California weddings and just things that I couldn't relate to as someone getting married in Minnesota. And so I started a blog called A Northwoods Wedding, which was the which turned out to be the number one Midwest wedding blog. And we ran it for about four years, which is crazy. Yeah. So I don't, sometimes I look back at that season of life and I was like, I worked for Target. I was marathon training. I was starting a photography business, starting a Midwest wedding blog, uh, planning a wedding. Like there was a lot going on in 2011 for Jenna Kutcher. <laughs> yes. um, after that, then I went all in on my photography business, kept running the the wedding blog on the side. Then from there, I started a watercolor print shop. So I was selling my watercolor art on Society6, which actually was pretty cool. Isn't and it still? It's still out there, it's isn't it? It's still out there. Okay. Don't encourage people to go look for it. It's embarrassing. It's um, fun. I love it. Yep. So did that as a side hustle and then started the podcast, which was another side hustle started teaching another side hustle and then slowly pivoted from wedding photography to full on online education and i feel like there are still many side hustles to this day from consulting to affiliate marketing and there's a lot of different pieces so one of the things that people often forget is that the average millionaire has like 7 to 9 revenue streams And if you think about it, no one can be all in on seven to nine things. So that's a lot of side hustles. So I still consider myself a side hustler to this day. Yes. How did you, with all those things, I mean, I know you, you are a visionary, like down to a T. You come up with a new idea. You have a team to take action on it now. But at the beginning, how were you prioritizing all of those side hustle needs while you were still active in your day job for a while at Target. And, you know, while you're doing photography, you had all these other little add-on projects that demanded time. So how did you like prioritize? I burnt the candle from both ends. I mean, there's no other way to say (laughs) it. Like, It was, and the thing about when I worked for Target is I was salaried and the expectation was 10 hour days. And I had an hour commute either end, so 12 hour days. So it wasn't like a nine to five where then you have all of your evenings. And so, I mean, I worked a lot, a lot, lot, lot. And I hate saying that because I just think hustle culture is so alive and well these days. But I do think that to get an idea off the ground, to get something gaining momentum, there is a season required where you are prioritizing that. And that's coming before some other things. I think entrepreneurship is a lot about sacrifice so that you cannot have to sacrifice later in life. You know, they always say that like entrepreneurs work today so that they can live like they do 10 years from now, that whole 
quote, you know, they yeah. live like no one else. So that yeah, exactly like no one else, whatever it is. So, you know, it is interesting. And I think too, it was such an interesting season because Drew really struggled in finding what he wanted to do with his life. And so while I'm working at Target and doing these side hustles, he was kind of in between jobs and trying to figure out like, what is his calling? What is his passion? And so it was just a really unique time for us, but it did require a lot of work and a lot of like midnight work and a lot of weekend work and that kind of thing. I know you can relate. Yeah, that's the thing about side hustling. I think your brother said it in a recent episode of the podcast. Actually, it's you think you can just add it to your lineup in life and then yes. time will appear like the yep. tank will expand, but yep. the energy tank does not expand. And so you have to collapse your work into the time that you do have. And it yeah. does. I mean, you know, I've got my side hustles and my Saturdays and Sundays are the uninterrupted time I have to work yep. on my side hustles. But it's almost like, yeah, I'm willing to sacrifice that time now because I know that it will, I mean, first of all, I'm passionate about what my side hustle yeah. is. And I think that's probably key to keeping the energy tank yes. uh, renewing itself every week. But I know putting in that work now is going to pay off in the long run. Absolutely. And you know, it doesn't hurt that I have a husband who doesn't care when I have my podcast days <laughs> <laughs> on <Yes>. the weekends. <laughs> so I think sometimes where people don't view their side hustle as necessarily a business or they downplay it in their own minds. I think too, people can skip some of the steps to making it legit, which would yeah. be really important. Yes. Just like on the legal front. So can you talk a little bit about even if you have a side hustle that's bringing in a couple hundred bucks a month, there's still yep. some important things to legitimize it. Yeah. I mean, first off, I just want to encourage people to not be afraid of legitimizing their side hustle because I think you feel more confidence in pride when you have like those LLC documents or whatever. And it's so funny because when I first set up my photography business, I did so on legal zoom to save money because I was like, I don't know what I need. I can't afford it. Well, I set it up all wrong. So we had to basically reverse everything that I did. But it's interesting because we were living in a village in Wisconsin. So it's 1200 people population. And we were driving down Main Street, which was literally like a block with a post office. I mean, that was Main Street. And there is a, a little brick accountants building. And so I set up an appointment. And I remember to this day sitting at the desk and being like, I really haven't made any money yet, but I want to make money. And I want to make sure I'm doing this right. And I still to this day work with that same accountant 10 years later. And we often just laugh about that first meeting because we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. But I had that advising that helped give me confidence to know, one, I'm doing things legally, two, I'm legit, and three, that I'm set up in a way that supports my vision for the future. So I definitely encourage making things legit. We now own, I think, like six or seven LLCs, like between Drew and I. And I think it just gives you that confidence to be like, this is something that's real. And I'm also setting myself up for what it can become. Yeah, early on. So I used to do video production and I still have one client that I've had since I was like 23. And I'm like, I don't really specialize in that anymore, but uh, I can't say no to you. But when I just, when I was just getting started and I was just like a sole proprietor, I went to my town office. I got a doing business as certificate so I could go open a business bank account. And those steps were so scary just because yeah. I feel like at the time I couldn't like Google it. 
and yes. and figure it out. And I was so nervous, this 23-year-old walking into town hall and asking for the paperwork and thinking they were going to laugh me out of there. But you'll be surprised how helpful people can be yes. <laughs> when you ask them for the help that you need. And then this time around, when I was forming my LLC, I actually went through the contract shop Christina. And she has a course all about setting up an LLC. And it walked me through for my state. And it was so just, it was freeing to know that I could do it myself. And I was setting myself up with the right foundation to grow my business. Yes. I love that. If you want to check out Christina, we love her. She's incredible. She's been on the show. You can go to jennacutcher.com slash contracts and you can get all of her resources. We just used her terms and conditions download for our business. And she's just, she's amazing. So I love that too. And I love that feeling of pride that comes when you're like, I've done this. I did it right. I know I'm not going to get in trouble. We're all legit. And now we can grow. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Jenna, now I need you to unlock the magic secret answer to this question that's asked time and time again in the Facebook group all over the internet. How do you find time to work on your side hustle when you have a family, a life, a job? Is there a magic answer? Absolutely not. But here's the thing. You want the people around you to buy into the vision. So your job needs to be a vision caster, literally, because if you are not feeling supported or if you feel like you're sneaking around to try to do your job or if you feel like people don't understand it, it's not their fault. It's likely your fault for not sharing the vision of not just what is required today, which is generally a lot of work, but why you are doing this. And the more confident you can get with your why and communicating that, likely the more support you're going to invite into your life. And not everyone's going to understand and not everyone's going to get it. And there's probably going to be someone who you love, your best friend, your mom, your sister, who's going to poo-poo your idea. But sometimes that can be the fuel you need to prove people wrong. But most of the time, you are going to find that when you breathe out this vision into the life, you're going to inspire people to think of visions for themselves. And you're also going to be able to communicate exactly what you need in order to do what you've got to do. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. 
Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth. LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Now, I am so used to, especially in this season of motherhood, sneaking in as much work as I can during nap time. Like I could now probably get done in a three-hour nap for Coco what I used to get done in an eight-hour day. And so when you have limited time, I think it forces you to prioritize and to make sure that every minute that you're putting in is driving you closer to that goal. But I do think it's so important with your immediate community, whether that's a spouse or a partner or a roommate or your family or your children to do your best to communicate. Here's what I'm going to need. Here's how you can support me in this. And here's what I'm going to be working on. If you see me working, here's what I'm committing to doing during that time, because I think it's going to hold you accountable on a whole new level, but it's also going to invite people in on that journey to celebrate with you, to commiserate with you, to be a part of that process. And I just think that that vision casting and that buy-in can be absolutely critical to your success. The vision casting part, I think, is key. Like, what kind of press are you giving yourself if all you're ever doing is complaining about how you have no time or how much work this thing is to the support system around you? Then they're going to believe that press and it's going to be more difficult to get their buy in. Yeah. I keep that in mind with Chris too, because all the time. There is a lot of work that goes into a side hustle, but if I'm constantly just complaining about the fact that my Sundays are soaked up by this project, well, then he's not going to be super excited about it either. And so we'll always do like a check-in on Friday. He'll ask which day I'm going to be more busy with the side hustle. Um, And then he'll make plans for himself. And so then we're both happy. 
happy. <laughs> yes. And I think too, like, you know me, but I am the most boundary oriented person. I was talking to some friends who are a couple that we love and they, they said, Jenna, I don't know if I've ever met anyone that has better boundaries than you. And, and they respect that because they'd asked me to speak at something. And I was like, honestly, if I'm going to have to miss Coco's bedtime, it's a no go for me. Like that's such an important part of my day. But even with super rich boundaries, there are Sundays where I need to work a couple hours or there are evenings where after dinner, I need to log back in and do something. And I think just really clearly communicating what it is and why you need to do it helps that person that's with you that maybe just wants to hang out with you or doesn't understand why you can't go on a walk or whatever. It helps them to understand and it reframes what work is and why it matters. So I think that's so important. Yeah. And then, you know, on the angle of creating time, I know what strategies I use to make sure I'm getting done. Oh, what? Hi, can you it's, say hi? Here, do you want to say hi to Auntie Kylie? <laughs> Coco, a cameo on the podcast. Coco, say hi. Hi. Hi, Coco. Coco, what do you do to make time for your side what hustle? What do you do to make time for your and, side and, hustle? You and, got your puppy? And, okay, you got your puppy? Hi, Drew. <laughs> it's a family affair it's- over here. This is apparently a side hustle podcast. Oh, you're trying to take puppy's hat off? Oh, well, puppy's hat needs to stay on. Okay. Are you going to go make some lunch with Dada? Okay, honey, we're recording. Could you help for a second? No. Okay, I'll hold puppy for you. Yeah, puppies. Oh, you want to watch puppy videos? Oh. Okay, maybe daddy can get you some puppy videos. Okay. Love you. <laughs> we'll be done in like 10 minutes. Okay. Drew says bye. Bye, Drew. Bye, Coco. <laughs> A brief family introduction on the podcast. I love that. I know, right? I know. Coco's <laughs> going to go watch some puppy videos. So if you ever wonder how uh, parenting goes, sometimes that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Where were we before that adorable interruption? Um, I know what I do to kind of make sure I'm prioritizing tasks in my side hustle throughout the week, the ones that matter and keep my eye on the prize, so to speak. But what are some strategies for making sure you're getting done in your limited time what you can? Yeah. So for me, batch working has been the biggest lifesaver. And I think too, that there's no worse feeling of finishing your day and being like, I was so busy, but I got nothing done. And so we do two things on our team. And I think I can speak for all of us where it's like, we try to really do focused work in one area. So even today recording multiple shows so that I only have to set up the microphone one time and I can kind of get in the groove and get my voice ready and all of that, or doing a review day where I'm just reading copy or writing copy and going through that. And I think too, we need to honor the fact that like when our brains can focus, it's like you get into a flow state way quicker and you stay there longer. So I would say focus work, batch working is number one. And then number two is identifying what your big three are. So what is actually going to, if you checked off just three things of the day, even if it's not work things, if it's like laundry or grocery shopping or meal prepping, but with work, it's like, I always ask myself at the end of today, if I could just report and say, I did these three things, it was a successful day. It helps because it's like, we can make time for three things and we can be realistic about what three things are going to fit into our day or how long they're going to take. And so I feel like a mix of those two things helps me to do really focused work and feel accomplished. 
Yeah, no, batch working, the big three, those have been like the tenants of how our team operates. And yes. we just drive those home all the time. It's um, how we communicate too. Yeah. I think it's like so helpful when someone tells me like, here's what I'm working on today. It almost eliminates a lot of the back and forth or unnecessary communication because it's like, oh, they're in their zone. They're doing these things. And when they're done with those, then they'll pop in to see what else needs to get done. And so I do think too, it gives you a really good tool for communication with someone else so that you can communicate, here's what I'm doing today. And when it's done, you can celebrate how it feels when it's done. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the things I've been doing in my side hustle to kind of make time where it seems like there isn't time is on Sunday night, I will make a master list of my perfect world scenario, what I would get done that week for my business or my podcast. And throughout the day, you know, I have a day job. Uh, I work for Jenna and the Gold Digger <laughs> podcast, but there might be 30 minutes where I'm making lunch or I'm sitting down to lunch. I'm taking a break. But I know during that time, I can cross two things off my list. Like I can throw up a post on my podcast Instagram account and I can answer the five emails that came in in the last 24 hours. Yeah. And normally you would think those 30 minutes, you can't get anything else done and we're not necessarily advocates of a multitasking lifestyle. But there sometimes it's a reality when you're doing two things at once, a side hustle mm -hmm. and a day job. Sometimes you do have to do two things at once. And so I've just been trying to realize that this idle time can actually be productive time towards my side hustle, like Netflixing at night. If my laptop's open, I can be cranking through responses in emails and I'm not missing on the major plot lines of whatever show we're binging. Yes. I love that. And it makes me think of when I was a kid growing up, I was a gymnast and it, and it wasn't just like a once a week. It was four nights a week from 4.30 to 8.45. Wow. So I was in the gym. I mean, my whole childhood was in the gym. And I was the kind of student who during lunchtime would do her homework because we didn't really have time to do homework when we were at the gym. Or when I was on the bus, I would be studying for my spelling test. And I was someone that learned very early on to maximize the time I had so that I could do what I actually wanted to do. And so it's super interesting because I remember whenever my parents would go to student teacher conferences, the teachers would be like, she's so focused. Like she just like, she, I never had homework because I'd always figure out like during recess, I can do my homework. And it's, you know, regimental in that sense where it's like, I don't feel like I missed out on my childhood because my happiest memories were in the gym. But I knew like, here's what I, if I want to do both, I need to get good grades. So I need to stay on top of this, but I also want to be in the gym. And so it was just an interesting thing that I think I've carried into my life of just maximizing the time you do have so that you can do the things that you really want to do. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone is listening to this and they've been playing around with the idea of starting a business or adding a side hustle to their plate, one of the best places to start is, of course, something that allows you to make money while you sleep, which sounds totally idealistic, but it can be a reality. So what are some like beginner passive income ideas that people could add as their side hustle? Well, you could start a watercolor print shop on society. <laughs> that was my very first true. taste. Yeah, that was literally my first taste of passive income. And let me tell you, so I realized I could make a painting once. I could scan it. We had this 
old Lexar scanner from college. I could scan it in, clean it up in Photoshop and list it. And then I could sell that print 10, 20, 30, 40 times. And while the margins were minuscule, I mean, they were robbing me. Um, (laughs) It was crazy because I remember the first month I made $150 and I was like, wow, I got to just make this once and then I got to make the money. By the end of it, at its peak, at its prime, (laughs) I was able to pay our mortgage by selling watercolor prints and it was entirely passive. And the cool thing was, is I built up this library of of quotes and, and florals and things like that. And once I built that up, I if I wanted to paint something, I could, but I didn't have to. And so that was when I got my first taste of it and realized like, whoa, like this is a thing. And it's not just a thing that is possible if you have a million followers or whatever. So that's one way. The second way is like recurring affiliate revenue. So there are affiliate opportunities, meaning like if you use a certain software or an app or something like that, that you can share where they pay you every month, somebody stays on it. Now, there aren't a million of those out there, but there are some interesting places where you can see that it's not just you're getting paid once they get a customer. You could get paid over and over again if that customer stays with them. That's an incredible way of passive income. And especially if it's something you use and love, it's really easy to share. I'm trying to think what else is coming to mind for you, Kylie? Because I just think there are different ways that you can and different skills you have where if you think you can do a one-to-many approach, it's not just a one-on-one, you're not just trading time for money. Is there a way? I mean, online courses, great example, eBooks, templates, presets. There's so many different things that you can take, export once, and that it can serve many. Yeah. And I think now too, like when you started the Society6 shop several years ago, I don't think that those types of platforms were necessarily plentiful. And so there weren't as many options for like create something once and sell it, you know, so easily. But even now for me, like I started a very simple merchandise shop to support my podcast. And I have a couple of very simple designs. I don't have to carry merchandise or I don't have to carry stock or anything. I don't have to worry about shipping. It's all managed by another company. And like you said, margins are small, but at the end of the month, it adds up and it's a couple extra hundred dollars to support like the hosting fees in my business or something like that. So I mean, there are platforms and businesses out there to allow you to create your own side hustle without having to know a lot of the infrastructure and coding. Like you don't have to have your own website. So if you're like artistically inclined, like you are, Jenna, I cannot, I'm not that kind of actual artist. I cannot (laughs) do it. But if you are, turn that art into your side hustle without actually having to, you know, carry the inventory and, and worry about those pieces of it. Yeah. And I just remember too, it's like, that painting was a side hustle. I actually started painting because I was so burnt out on photography that it was just like a a artistic release. And I didn't start it with the intention to make money on it. But then people were saying, can I buy this if I shared what I was doing? And I just remember too, I was just so excited at this idea that it was just possible. I think when you get that first sale, there's like proof And I, at the time, did not have a massive following, but I promoted, I would do little mug giveaways and I would do just different things where I would take my own money. But 
at some point it was able to like help support us. And it was like, wow, this just kind of unlocked a whole life. And it was like the proof I needed that it could be possible. Yeah. So okay. cool. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I have two questions to close out this conversation about side hustles, and they're both on very different ends of the spectrum. So I think a lot of times we think about side hustles and the goal for so many is to turn that side hustle into the main hustle, into the full time, supporting the family, the whole thing. But there is a population that wants to keep the side hustle a side hustle, keep it as a Mm -hmm. side project. Like me, I love working for you and I like having a side hustle and that's my dream scenario right now. So what if you don't want to turn your side hustle into a full-time thing? Is that, I mean, there's no shame around that, right? No. And that's what I think is so interesting is people are almost apologetic or they downplay their success because it's not their full-time thing. And I actually think there is more freedom in a side hustle being a side hustle where you can nurture it and give it time and space where you can choose to take time away from it or pour a lot of energy into it. And it gives you this flexibility and freedom. And I think that at the end of the day, you have to define success for yourself, but you also have to define what safety looks like and feels like. And there's absolutely no shame in having a nine to five that is consistent in, you know, ensuring that your family has insurance or benefits or retirement. And some of those things just aren't necessarily possible or feasible as your own boss. And there is such beautiful, there's a beautiful thing with feeling secure And I think that creativity blooms when you feel safe and secure. And so when you sometimes put your back up against the wall, it can be the wrong decision for you. And it can really quickly suck your passion and make it feel like it's this life raft that you need to stay afloat on. And so I just think be proud of a side hustle. Honestly, these days, I feel like I want people to have side hustles, to have these outlets, to be creative, to experiment. I mean, you having your own podcast has only helped our podcast because you're at those beginning stages where you're like, this is working or I'm testing this out or check out what I did. Can I do this for Gold Digger? And so I think there's so much beauty. So two parts, do not ever downplay any form of success that you are getting for yourself. I think that's huge. And if you are a boss, please do not constrict your employees and feel that scarcity mindset around them wanting to do things outside of their job. Because I think that there is so much beauty in allowing people to be multifaceted, to be creative, to be visionaries of their own lives. And I think too, it's only going to help them show up for you. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Well, then on the very opposite end of that spectrum, I actually have a listener question for you. And I thought it'd be a great way to end. Because as much as there are people who want to maintain their side hustle with their full-time gig, like I said, there's people who want to turn it into the main way that they make a living. So yeah. Caitlin Reek wants to know, when do you know to jump in full-time? I've been working my side hustle for a year now, but I also work full-time 50 hours a week. Is it time to get a part-time, quote, real job or just jump in full-time? I think she's looking for permission. Yes. I think we all are, right? It's like when we have a big decision to make, it's like we want like the universe to like open up and say it's go time or yes. like you can do this. Here's the thing. It's going to look different for everyone. I think there are two types of people. There are the people that are like jump and the net will appear. And then there are the people that are like, I'm going to carefully weave my net so that I know it is there should I ever need it. And for me, the turning point was is like, what could I do in those 50 hours to generate the income I needed to feel safe and secure with my finances. And for me, when it hit a point, like I was a person who carefully wove her net. I worked up until my first wedding of that wedding season I had created. I saved up every single penny that I could in my savings account as a buffer. I booked enough work to match my salary so that I felt secure and being like, hey, I'm piecing out. But I think you already know in your gut and you you have to ask yourself in those 50 hours, could I move the needle more? What could I do to drive the results necessary to hit my enough point or to feel safe and secure? So I definitely can give you permission if that's what you're waiting for. But I also think that you already know the answer to that. And I want to remind you that every single thing that I'm doing today started as a side hustle. So there is zero shame. Even when I ended my wedding photography career, I didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm done. It was a three year long phase out, literally three years where I continued to do the thing that I knew could give me the security I needed while I started, you know, pivoting into new spaces. And so I think a lot of times we feel like we're in a make or break scenario when in reality, it's okay to go slowly. It's okay to transition. It's okay to offer yourself the opportunity to just feel that security that you might be needing. But it's also okay to go all in if you trust yourself to do it. And I just look at people who are half in because of what life is calling them to do, whether that's a nine to five or parent or, you know, support other people. And it's just like, what could you do in that time? And do you feel like you could really move the needle in the required ways to make yourself stable? This has been one of my favorite conversations I think we've had with Ooh. these Kylie and Jenna episodes. I just I like when you peel back the layers and and talk about the foundations of your business. And I think when you pointed it out that your entire business was built on yes. side hustles, like stacking together to create yes. now this multifaceted business. You know, and it's funny because even to this day, I'm still taking on side hustles and I'm still that visionary that has these ideas. And I think that never goes away. And if you are someone who's like, I don't want to be put in a box or I don't want to just do one thing or I don't want to be known for this one title, 
like side hustles free you from all of that. And while it might be a mouthful to explain who you are and what you do and how you serve the world, that mouthful is just proof that you're living out your passions, that you're you're alive and you're curious and you're explorative and you're excited. And I just think that that is something that you should be proud of because to me that shows that you're awake to life and that you're living a full life. And so I just love that we are people that promote passionate work and there are sacrifices involved, but man, being on the other side of that sacrifice is the freedom and the peace that you are likely desiring for your life. So I'm all in. Let's make a side hustle anthem and let's get it out to the world. <laughs> if you are a music engineer, musician, yes. and you can come up with like a come side out. hustle jingle, like, please, we are here. Oh, <laughs> so I love thank it. You please so much. email podcast at jennacutcher.com. Yeah. Thank oh, you very gosh. Much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thank you, Kylie, for coming on. And I'm so proud of you. And I love all of our side hustlers that are listening today. Thank you for having me on and for always supporting our side hustles and not trying to stifle everything that we are meant to be. Yeah. No way. No, no way. way, Jose. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash golddigger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.